podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Some of the topics are addiction, fear, faith, self-compassion, relationships, codependency, emotional intelligence, and more. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Today, my conversation is with Brandy Angel about codependency and healing. Brandy is a photographer, full-time mother, who is also the creator of the Be the Change Brandy Angel Foundation, a foundation that is dedicated to being and inspiring positive change in the world. In this episode, Brandy shares her story of codependency and how she found healing. But what is codependency? Robert Burney says, This dance of codependence is a dance of dysfunctional relationships, of relationships that do not work to meet our needs. The fact that dysfunction exists in our romantic, family, and human relationships is a symptom of the dysfunction that exists in our relationship with life, in our relationships with ourselves as human beings. Among psychologists, codependency is a behavior condition in relationships where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Codependency requires one person to be physically or psychologically addicted, and the second person to be psychologically dependent on that behavior. What are some of the steps toward healing? Are our dysfunctions also paths of spiritual discovery? Brandy will be answering these questions and more. Here is the interview with Brandy Angel. Welcome, Brandy Angel, and thank you for having this well-being conversation with me today. In your own words, who is Brandy Angel? I am just a person. Like, I'm just a person. Like, anyone else is a person, but I am a compassionate, loving, photographer, mother, friend, who loves adventure, making the world a better place and shenanigans. Like that's the best way to explain. Like I can't explain me any better than that. Great. Really great. Yeah. Thank you. Codependent behavior is difficult to identify because it is often disguised as a willingness to adapt to other people's needs and wants, or a selfless desire to help. This introduction has its reference on the website experiencelife.com. When did you realize you had codependency issues? I really think that I've always known I have codependency issues. Like, I always made jokes about it. I kind of always referenced it throughout my life. But 
I don't think that I truly understood that it dictated where my life was and where my life was going until I was a mother and until I was really working on myself and realizing that my spouse and his issues, that we we couldn't move forward from it because I felt like I'm doing everything I can for them. But I realized that I was also doing the same thing. I was having the same relationships throughout my entire life. And I realized I was the common denominator and I needed to figure out what it was that I was doing that was making this not a successful relationship. Where did you look for help at first? Google. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, quite honestly, I've always been very open to all sorts of ideas. I've always... I read everything. I, I, I absorb everything I can. Any suggestion I've been given, like I try to find it, I read it, I try to understand from it. But I, w- I had a conversation with a friend that I felt very close to in our circumstances in life and who we were as people. And I was trying to explain to her how, you know, my situations weren't changing and I was doing everything I could to better myself and things weren't moving along. And she looked at me one day and was like, you have to read this book. You have to read Codependent No More. I read it. It changed my life. I have to read it on a regular basis. You need to read it. And so I looked, I'm like, oh, sure I will. And I, I mean, given the the world that we're in, I ordered it right there on Amazon with my phone. A couple of days later it came and I read it and it was literally like every light bulb in the world turned on. Because I realized that's what the problem was. It was me. So Google it, and then you had your friend um, who point out this uh, book. And then what was the next step after reading the book? Well, I mean, there was a lot of steps. But I mean, a lot of it was just understanding what part I played in this place I was in. Because I feel like as a codependent, you're giving so much of yourself all the time that I mean, you're kind of playing the victim in a way that you you don't intend to be playing the victim. You're like, well, I'm giving all this. I'm giving all my love. I'm giving all my help. I'm giving all my support. And it's not coming back to me that you have to look at this and go, I'm not doing this right. There's a humility that you have to look in the mirror and say, well, these are the things I'm doing and it's not right because what I'm doing is actually harming this person I love. I mean, it is negative, but it, It's a way that a codependent person is not used to looking in the mirror and saying, like, everything I do is out of love. That's who I am as a person. And you expect everyone else to be doing it out of love as well, which is not the case. And you spend your whole life trying to digest that and work through it. But when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, these things I'm doing out of love are only harming the people I love, it's a very humbling situation where you kind of have to look back and realize hurting someone else could possibly, I mean, everything seems so black and white. And in in my situation, I realized that there was a lot of gray area. That That's what I felt like was happening then, that I realized that there was a lot of gray area where this love that I was giving them might, was causing harm. And I needed to figure out how to give them the best I could but also to give me the best I could, and that that was not selfish. So you realized uh, what the problem was, and then did you do therapy? Um, How did you start the recovery process? Well, I mean, quite honestly, I did start couple therapy in my marriage, which turned out to be just as good. This is the thing that everybody expects, like you get this relationship to therapy. Like, it's going to be so altering. Everything will be great. It wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't ready. I mean, quite honestly, I wasn't ready. I mean, like, we were still hitting the same walls we were hitting before. And defensiveness and all, all, all the things. And I realized that, like, I needed to worry about me. And that wasn't a selfish thing. And that kind of went against everything that I've been taught my whole life. That taking care of yourself is not, I was always kind of taught, you know, like the woman taking care of herself is a selfish thing. Like we're supposed to take care of everyone else. And, and I mean, if we are, we are, and that's who we are women, but we also have to care about ourselves. 
it was difficult. It was difficult. It was very difficult to realize that I had to kind of go against the norm of what I was taught and to to worry about myself. Yeah. Going against your own beliefs. Against my own beliefs. And teach herself the things that we're taught to kind of get to know ourselves as to who we actually are and what we're capable of. Yeah, it's a very courageous act. Um, Did you feel sad when you thought about now taking care of yourself, focusing on yourself? Yeah, I did actually. And I still was kind of, not kind of, I was still met with a lot of opposition, not only from my marriage, but from family members. It was not easy. Like even just knowing I needed to go make these certain trips with friends that I knew that would help me grow as a person and were always there. There's things that I knew I needed even though I knew I was giving my, my family everything I had, I was met with a lot of opposition. I was met with a lot of negative talk, a lot of gossip, a lot of, well, why is she going to do this for herself when her husband's at home watching their kids? Okay, well, it's not watching my kids. It's taking care of his own children like I do on a day-to-day basis. Like, it, there's a lot of things we meet as women that are very hard and painful that we don't talk about like that, you know, like just because it comes from family members doesn't make it okay. If anything, it makes it less okay. In my opinion now from where I stand on the other side of it, but I literally felt like I had to walk through barbed wire fences, but you sit there and go, well, it's not like I'm getting beaten. It's not like I'm like, I feel like we tell ourselves as women things all the time that are so unhealthy. Like saying, it's not like he go cheats on me. It's not like he does this or that. But if you're not getting what you're needing from a relationship, attention needs to be given to that. And giving attention to that does not make you a bad person ever. I agree. And sometimes we have to walk that path on our own, like alone. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It is very hard. And I feel like I just wish I could hold so many women's hand. When they go do it and say, it's okay to think about yourself. It's okay to go, this is what I need. It's okay to say, this is the mother I want to be. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says, because your reality is right here, right now, in this moment, in this day, and nothing else matters. Because when you allow all this other stuff in, it's when the negativity will take over your life. And that's what I lived for so long. And I mean, I'm just telling you that, like, I just felt like even going to visit a friend who lived in California and LA and like we basically raised our children together when they were babies and she got divorced and was living out there and started her life over and she's doing great things. And not that she was like, Oh, get divorced and come out here by any means. But she was like, come see me. I know we need to have some time together. Come out here, go to the beach. Let's do these things together. Like, And it was so hard for me as a mother to say, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit away from my family to go do something for myself. And it was very difficult, but I did it. But in that moment, just like every time I've been around her or friends like her, I grew. I grew as a person and I understood more and I realized that there was a lot more that I needed to understand within myself and that that was okay. Yeah. So the presence of And good. It was a good thing. Yeah. So do you think that codependency, it's sort of connected with lack of self-love? Absolutely. What is self-love to you? Hmm. I'm still working on that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all working on that. But uh, I feel like I have a lot more self-love for myself than I ever did before. And it's like, it's more like, what we say is love, like self-love is self-acceptance. Like it's saying that who we are as people is a wonderful thing. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of acceptance right now, even within our, like within ourselves and people around us, but there should be because everybody's different. And that, I mean, every one of us, we have something to learn from everyone and I feel like that's what it is. That self-acceptance to go, this is who I am and I'm wonderful. And that's so difficult. It's like literally like we're taught that the self-love is a bad thing, but a good thing all at the same time. It's like no one knows what we're doing right now. 
Yes, I, I kind of agree with that. But then there's the the side of we talked earlier about beliefs. If yes. you hold on to your beliefs, like, you know, the way I think is right and I'm just going to uh, live this way and I don't want to be criticized, but it's not healthy. Absolutely. But I feel like beliefs are so looked down upon in every way right now that we have to find a strength in our beliefs, which is very difficult. I mean, if you have the right, if we have the right beliefs, right? Absolutely. The belief in ourselves, the belief in the people we love. I wish that we could like believe in ourselves the way we believe in the people we love on a daily basis. And I think we can. I absolutely believe we can. It's just something we need to practice just like everything else. I tell my daughters all the time, I'm like, okay, well, so you want to be this or you be that. I'm not telling you can't, but I'm telling you that if you don't dedicate, I've always wanted to be a photographer. So it's 10 years old. And I had a friend that told me who went to photography school and I didn't. And so you think, well, oh, she knows more than me. You know what I mean? Like we're always taught that someone else knows more than who we are innately. But she looked at me, she was like, the only thing I can tell you is to just to go shoot pictures every day. You learn by doing it. And that goes with everything. Like I tell my children all the time, if you want to do it, I think you can do it, but you have to put your energy into it. Do it every day. Do it every day and you'll learn every day. It doesn't matter if you'll learn bad, good, whatever, but do it. Don't put half your energy into it. Go do it. And then that is what will happen for you. It is a lot of times difficult to differentiate like what is somebody else's opinion about us and what is that our own opinion about ourselves because we are social creatures and we have this craving, right, to, to connect and to be around people. We talked earlier about, off record, about um, balance. It's all balance. Like, I always felt that, too. Like, and I was, I mean, literally on the way to school today, I was trying to talk to my daughters about it. I mean, they're 9-11, and I feel like I'm still just figuring these things out at 39. <laughs> like, that you feel so deeply. It's all about feelings. And feelings need to be respected. Feelings need to be, and like, we feel like, like we're, we try to, as a society, say, well, boys, don't feel this. You need to, like, like a man, blah, 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 or girls, don't feel this way or you're crazy. But we all have feelings. You need to respect them, feel them, process them. That's what makes us human. Like literally that's what makes us human. And that we're like, oh, people who feel too much, they're ridiculous. They're weaker. They're whatever. When we're, we're, we're just now understanding that these people with actual understanding of their feelings these these people with uh what are they emotional iqs like it's it's more important than people that know how with literal iqs like it's something that makes us people we are the only species in the world that understands their mortality and yet we're under we're expected to not only know it understand it process it and like make the rest of the world around us better but we're not supposed to talk about feelings or whatever. Like it's a weakness. It is a strength. Like I say it all the time. It's my strength. It's my weakness because it will make me make bad choices, but it will make me make the best choices ever. If I am capable of knowing it, understanding it and using it to make better choices. Yes, I, I agree, especially with the part you said about understanding your own feelings, because a lot of times we misunderstand feelings and that's when everything goes, goes wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. We process them in ways that we might not be ready. Well, I think we always honestly understand them, but it's whether or not we're ready to process them for what they're there for. It's what we're ready to understand in our own lives. That's what I really think, because it's not like I didn't know that these things were happening in my whole life, but it, like I've always said, oh, I've always had this like three month process where if I was dating a guy for three months, I'd break up with him. 
and I always date the same kind of guy. Like, I feel like we know these things about ourselves, but we have to understand it's what makes us stronger, not weaker. Very good point you said that we might be able to understand our feelings, what we have to do to address them, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to apply it because you said we are not ready. It's not the right moment. We're not ready. Yeah. Like it's a lot of being under the right circumstances to be the best person we can be. Like it's just a lot of dealing with our past issues. And I mean, who we were is who we are. And a lot of that makes us better people. But at the same time, until you deal with the things that have happened to you, we're going to keep doing it over and over in our lives until we do it the right way. We're going to keep having that's that was the big thing within myself is realizing that I had the same relationships over and over and over in, in my life since I was a teenager where you're like, why is this not working out? Well, I'm the common denominator. How do I fix me? And that I mean, that's humility. That's that's realizing that, yes, people do terrible things around you and, and terrible things happen to everybody. But it's how we deal with them, how we process them, how we move on from them is what makes us people. And we have to deal with that. And we have to, it's something that we have to process within ourselves. I like that, Brandy, that uh, the way to become ready for the change or prepared, it's sort of becoming aware. Um, The more aware we become about the patterns, right? The repeats. It's all patterns, but that's really just. I mean, that's what we've lived our whole lives. It's who we are. And and I feel like we're told that, like, just because we're doing these things over and over that we're not good people, but that's not the truth. Like, just because the outcome has been bad doesn't mean that you're not an amazing person. We're all amazing people. We all have this ability to, for absolute perfection. We're all existence. Like, we're, I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I understand what. But we're all people. Like at the same time, no matter what you believe, like no matter what you believe, if you believe in God, you believe in energy, you believe Buddha, whatever. It's like we all are just energy with the ability to make whatever we want happen happen. But yet we continue to make the negative happen over and over, and we ask ourselves why. Well, because. That's what we're accepting. That's what we're saying. You can treat me this way. Treat me this way. And that's a horrible thing to look in the mirror and say to yourself to go, well, this relationship is not working just like every other relationship. Mm, Right. And you have to look at yourself and say, well, what is it about me that's allowing them to treat me this way? And honestly, from where I sit, from someone that has... (sighs) This is the thing, like, there's such a balance between, like, accepting what people treat you like, but also what you should accept. Like, you're, you're taught that you're not supposed to accept this. Like, you shouldn't be too confident. That's cocky. Like, but at the same time, you should. It's like, we're doing so many things wrong as people. And that every woman in this world, we're like, oh, well, you should accept them to treat you this way, but don't be too cocky or whatever, because that's wrong too. But it's not like we're women. We are beyond perfection. We are every morning that you wake up, the world is giving you everything you need to make anything happen. And that is the truth. But you, given too much of that, like that's too much confidence for women. And how do we change that? Like, But at the same time, you give us too much confidence and some of are crazy, but that's just their story. But literally, we can make whatever happen happen. And these people that are treating us terribly, we're letting them treat us terribly, which is hard to swallow. It's hard to process, but it is true. In my experience, over and over and over, it is true. And it's something I had to learn how to change. Which is uh, incredible. Incredibly wise. Tell me what you think about this. Somebody said, uh, no one will abuse you more than you abuse yourself. Absolutely. The moment somebody abuses you more than you abuse yourself, you walk away. You would definitely just walk away. I don't even know that that's true. 
as a woman. Like, I just feel like as a woman, it's such a horrible thing to admit is that we want to take care of people, not just ourselves. We don't want to take care of ourselves even, but everyone else around us, we want to take care of them. And I kind of feel like, but again, compassion should strengthen your weakness. Like, you have to understand how to use compassion in a way that doesn't debilitate yourself because it is a strength. Otherwise, it wouldn't be given to us. Like, it is a strength. I feel like it's like a superhuman strength. Compassion, yes, but at the same time, if we allow it to take over our lives, then we will, again, be sitting there going, well, I'm doing all this to take care of everyone else because that's what I innately feel like I need to do, but no one's taking care of me. Yes. And that's because we still have the responsibility to take care of ourselves, which is taught to us as women as a negative thing. And I think that's the main problem. Yeah. That's why you have to start at yourself and take care of yourself. And that's not a negative thing. That's a wonderful thing because you have to be responsible to yourself to make sure that happens. And then you can take care of the rest of the world. But that it's just something that if you allow yourself to be the second all the time, then no one's going to take care of you. But that takes so much wisdom. I'm going back to the balance factor. That is a really hard thing to do. Um, the point not you mentioned about I'm gonna I'm gonna say this just because I'm like almost forty, halfway there. Well, thirty nine and a half. But it was an awful place that I was in a marriage for eleven years. It was an awful place I was before that. But it was always who I was. And it was something I had to work on within myself. And I had the capabilities of being that person. That's who I am. I I'm a compassionate person. I am a person that wants to make the world a better place. That's who I am. But it doesn't make me selfish. It doesn't make me like, like there's so many people that are like, oh, you want to be seen on TV. No, I don't. I hate it. I hate to hear my voice on TV. I hate to see my face. But they, they want to feel that because that's something that people understand. But there's so many people out there that just want to make the world a better place for other people. It is not uncommon. And that's what I'm understanding. Like that through this whole process of like the foundation I started, even before that, like the people I've met through this, like, there, I mean, clearly there's some crazy people. There's at the end of the day, there are far more people that are just good people that want to help other people than I could ever dream of. And that's kind of what keeps me going. It is what keeps me going because they don't necessarily know how to help other people. They don't know the best way to do it. I mean, even I, like, I won't name names, but I've definitely, like, given, I've adopted kids through certain websites or whatever, and you don't know if the money goes to them, whatever. But I know that there are so many people that want to give themselves to help other people. Even if they can't get out of their house, they can't do much more other than give their heart a little bit and their paycheck or whatever. There are more people that want to help than don't. And that's what I know is a fact. It's true. And I mean, I needed to know that. And I know it. But do you think that these people, are they uh, sacrificing themselves? Um, maybe not loving themselves enough? Well, see, there's a lot of, like I've said a million times, like, I don't care why people help people. I just help that. I just care they help people. However, I haven't let a lot of people be involved in the foundation that I've made because I want them all to be people that give for the same reason I give. And that's fine because this is the foundation I gave out of my own heart and soul. So I love why anyone gives any reason to help other people. And I'm not saying we give for better reason by any means, but I'm saying that they give for the same reason I give and we give as much time as we can give. I hope we all help other people in any way we can. And I hope that continues. Oh, absolutely. But what I was trying to understand is that we don't want to help other people and pay the price of, of being 
resentful of you know, like the codependency problem, exactly. lack of love, and they would give it too much, and then exactly. Well, not and I'm and I'm just I was a victim of that myself, and that was something I had to face. That it wasn't just in my relationship with my ex husband, but it was just as well as with the foundation because my foundation built itself from the bottom up with a book called nonprofits from dummies. I still have it right now. I didn't know what I was doing, but it fulfilled a part of me because that's who I am. And that's okay. Like telling yourself that you're a, a codependent, that's not a negative thing. When you're a codependent that hurts yourself, that is a negative thing. And that was something I had to realize. And I built the nonprofit from that. And I had to deal with my own marriage from that. And I had to realize that you could give as much as you needed from your heart, but it couldn't take away from who you are. You couldn't have resentment in your heart, even if it's just from relationships. It couldn't be within your my foundation. It couldn't be within my relationships. It couldn't be the mother. I couldn't be giving you something that was taking away from me. And that that was perfectly okay. I feel like that's a huge part of it is people saying, oh, you need to be so selfless. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many of us that are selfless, but you can't be selfless to the point that you're hurting yourself. You're resentful in any relationship. Yes. Um, So in a way, Brandy, are these functions that can become gifts, that can become something incredibly beautiful? Oh, absolutely. They're like our biggest lessons that we can learn, which is really difficult later, like as a mother that I look for my daughters, like, a, you know, they're very painful. They're very difficult to learn, but I feel like they're the biggest lessons I've learned in my life. And I look for my daughters that are 9-11 and I'm like, oh, I see, I see the same things happening And you look at them and you're like, I just want to protect you. But at the same time, you can't, you can't protect them from that reality, but you can let them know that you love them no matter what, whatever, but I can't protect them. And that's the best mothering I can do because we all have to experience these things because pain is the biggest lesson to learn. Quite like, I mean, I say this all the time. I'm like, and I don't mean this in a negative way for millennials, but I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to give anybody a like participation award because you shouldn't get that. You shouldn't get an award for showing up. You should get an award for doing the best you can give. My daughter the other day, like for her award, and I mean, what she did was awesome. I love what she did and she tried really hard, but at the same time, I knew she could try harder. And she's like, well, I only made second place. And I'm like, oh my God, you should be so thankful. Like you did great. And you didn't even try that hard for second place. Life doesn't just hand you these things. You have to try hard. You have to learn from what happened that was difficult and do better. Without stressing out ourselves too much, right? Without, without punishing yourself. Because that's human. That's human. That's like... And that's the other thing. Like, I have to tell myself that for them. Like, I'm like, don't be angry at them. This is just human. I just say, this is great. This is okay. This is fine. This is what we do. We're people. But this is how you could do better. And it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be all the feelings you feel. And that's the biggest thing. To say it's okay. Feel them all. Process them. Move them (laughs) on. Because otherwise, they just sit in you and they grow as we tell them I'm like and they look at me like I'm crazy but that's what happens like you have to feel these feelings respect them feel them let them go or they just manifest and they will take over your existence I agree with the idea of listening and respecting our feelings um but I I am a lot more into um, transmuting, like trying to make, uh, understand the feelings to the point, the the negative feelings to the point of uh, transforming them into something that is lighter. I love. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there, once you understand them, you can move them wherever you want. 
but it's the, the point of respecting them and knowing what they are and where they're from and understanding how they're affecting you and why especially yeah. but i i never knew that like I, I i never knew that um we talked about um responsibility like in the subject of why it's so crucial that we that we understand and take responsibility for our own happiness i really love what you wrote, your happiness has nothing to do with me and uh, has everything to do with you. I'm paraphrasing you. Mm-hmm. Do you really feel like we are the only ones responsible for our, our own happiness or some other people can contribute? Absolutely. Yeah. Like that was, that was the biggest moment in my life, quite honestly, is that, you know, I felt like while well, I was learning all these things about myself, the codependency, and I was learning about my ex-husband and his dependency and his addictions. And like, I felt like I was doing all these things for him, just like everything else. Like I felt like I was giving myself like so much for him, just like with friendships and my family, like at every relationship I had, like I felt like I was giving so much, but it was this moment of realizing that I was doing it wrong, just like they needed to have, like, but whatever they realized or didn't realize that was on them. But what I realized I wasn't doing it right. Like, and that my love and my, what I call love, but what I was giving towards them was causing more harm than good, but just, it wasn't, it wasn't helping them and it wasn't helping me. And that was a really humbling feeling but it was also kind of life-changing to go, okay, well, what do I do now? How do I change the way I'm building my relationships now to make it better? Because I was unhappy, and it felt like the people I was in relationships with were unhappy, like, as usual. Like, I don't feel like it changed from 15 to 30 and that's kind of the pattern I felt like I was living in. So it's funny that it takes so long for us to realize that pattern of negativity. Well, it took me that long. <laughs> I don't think it takes everyone that long. Uh, I think it's really, really hard for us to realize that just because we love the people that made us who we are doesn't mean what they did was right. And just because the things we're doing out of love to help other people doesn't mean it's right. And there's a lot of humility in that. And there's a lot of like, okay, well, this wasn't right. What we're doing isn't right. We need to change it because I don't feel at peace. The people I love are not in peace and we need to figure out how to make this better. I mean, that's pretty painful. I mean, everything that we do as humans is painful. But we have to realize with the humility that, I mean, we're not all right here. We're all wrong, but we're all right a little bit too. There's just a median to live in. Um, Do you see any difference between love addiction and codependency? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't think codependency was offering me love. I might have thought it was offering me love, but it wasn't offering me love. I think what I have now is love, and that's completely different from the codependency. But I wouldn't have known that before, if that makes sense. Right. What What would you say are the main differences between the relationship you had before and the one you have now? What I have now is just unconditional love, which is something I don't think I've ever had in my entire life before now, like just the the analogy I came up with the other day, which is kind of funny is that I was trying for my entire life to put on a shoe that didn't fit. And now the shoe just fits. It's that simple. Like it's that silly, but simple at the same time, the shoe just completely fits the comfortable, amazing shoe that nobody needs to worry about that. Nobody needs to go, well, I mean, it fits, but it's beautiful. No, it just, it just fits. And I'm happy. He's happy. Everyone's happy. There's no, he makes me a better person. I make him a better person. Like, it's just so easy. 
But I feel like I was trying to shove a shoe on my foot. <laughs> like, I literally was like, is this what they were trying to get across with Cinderella? Like, I, fi- I felt like I finally understood Cinderella. But uh, it's like we try so hard because we're trying so hard to find this love that really is just within us. It's just within ourselves that we would take whatever from anybody that might resemble it. And it's terrible. It's terrible that we could take these terrible feelings from people. Then I go back to that that phrase that I, I just mentioned. No one will abuse us more than we abuse ourselves. I mean, do you know how many times I said to myself, like over and over, this is terrible, is that if you ever say these words to yourself, get out. Like, I want to scream it to anyone. If you say this question to yourself or statement, get out, I would say, not like he actually beats me. It's not like he physically beats me. It's not like he actively makes me bleed. Like, I I mean, I would say so many awful things to myself to make it normal the way I felt every day. Like, I would say, it's not like he hits me. It's not like I have bruises. It's not like I have this. Emotional bruises are so much worse. Like, it makes me want to cry. I can't even think about it. But I felt it every day. Like, I felt like he's, it's not like he's terrible. He's a good dad. But he was a terrible husband. He was a terrible husband. And at the end of the day, that meant he was a terrible dad. But you felt like you didn't have the right to say that. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but there's something within us as women that we think that, well, if he's not this terrible human, it's going to end you up on Dateline. Like, but at the same time, if you are so unhappy that you're, I mean, they absorb what we feel and that's okay. If you need more, it is okay. <laughs> if you need to be given more emotionally. There's someone that'll give it. That is the problem. I feel like we're so afraid of being alone. We're so afraid of being too much. We're so afraid of all these things that make us who we are. And I just, I hate it. I hate it because we are all amazing. We have the capabilities of being more than perfect. We have this make whatever we want happen. And it's like everything growing up fights it and I don't know why you've been through um this incredible pain too but I haven't just been through like it's like so common that's what makes me crazy is how many friends go through it like it was so uncommon in the conversations I was having with my friends and the people around me. And it is so astonishing, like, how we just accept it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we accepting is okay? <laughs> you know what I say? You know, the whole world, science and whatever, has been able to do a, a million things. They can grow a liver on a mouse's back. They can grow in the air. They can... They can take your, they can do whatever they want. They can do a million things, but you know, the one thing they haven't been able to do is recreate the womb because we are women. They cannot recreate a mother in science. We can free sperm and live a thousand years without it, but yet we do not understand the power that we hold as women because we are the ones making and giving the energy of life and we have to start respecting it because we haven't this is um, a very uh powerful topic of the earth for example that is uh, what humanity has been doing in a way is the mother earth in this uh, and we are just killing and abusing the environment it's just we're hurting it ourselves We're hurting ourselves. Well, I mean, they're hurting ourselves too, but it's just allowing them to change what we already know about ourselves. Like we know that we're the mother. We know what we give. We know it can't be recreated. 
yet we're the ones giving ourselves this little bit of respect, this little bit of confidence. Like, I don't understand how we've allowed it to take over how we feel about ourselves and our children and everything. Like it's, it's, but the positive thing is you're talking to me about this. I'm talking about my friends to this. I'm talking to, I mean, I'm, I'm watching videos about this. Like the conversation is open because we're realizing the power we have with it because compassion is not a weakness. It is just a strength and it will change the world. Maybe what it's happening, what from from my understanding about the energies of the female energy and the male energy, the mother and father uh, energies, maybe there's an imbalance. There is an imbalance. And that's what it's all about is balance. But it's also about respecting this balance and that balance. And I feel like we've over-respected theirs and they've under-respected. But it, it doesn't matter about us and them. It's just about respecting the balance of life. Like I understand that I need to have just as much male as female and the yin to the yang and mm-hmm. the, it, it, it's about balance in life. It's, it's about moderation. Yeah. And maybe that's what's really missing. Everybody's like, Oh, don't drink wine. Well, yeah, you can drink wine if you need it, but you need to with moderation. Like it's about finding the balance within yourself and the the world around you. And I feel like we feel like there's some sort of up and I don't know, but th- there's just a medium we need to live in. And you know, Brandy, I think when you say about the balance and then you said to me earlier, it's so simple. It and in is. a way it is simple. You know why? The way I see it is that whatever we do uh, should not affect ourselves or others in a negative way. If we're just conscious about that, everything will change. Like, I feel like my whole life I was, like, growing up, like, I felt like the things that we're all put here on this earth to do the best choices we can and to be the best people we can. And there's such a balance to go, okay, well, I'm going to put the best energy I can put into this world. But then the... There's negative with it. Like nobody's expected to be perfect. But I think so many people expect themselves to be perfect that it that it clouds everything they do because they feel like, well, it takes over. I just feel like we're all so put here to be the people we are and whether or not it's, I'm not here to judge you and you're not here to judge me. That's God, that's energy, that's that's the alpha, that's all the things out there. We're just here to enjoy the world we have, that God is, or the alpha, or the energy that's put in front of us. It is not your job to look at me and say, is what I'm doing with my life okay? But yet I feel like we're putting this responsibility on ourselves, and it has nothing to do with us. We're not that big, but we also are that big. It's like we can't find the balance. It's like, I'm not here to judge you and what you do for your life, but I'm here to judge me and my life. I'm here to go, this is what I want for my life. It would make me happy. It would make me put great into the world. And what me and the universe puts out there is great. But what you and the universe don't or do put out there, that has nothing to do with me. And that's the humility of going as nothing. We're just in this world where like social media thinks that we should be judging everything, every thought that people are putting out and has nothing to do with anyone. It is so much deeper than that. Like me and the universe and God and everything around it and my children, this small little universe, that's for me to give my best self to. And that's for you and your best, your best self to give that to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. This is what Instagram thinks or Twitter or, or it is the reality of who you are in your heart. And it's like reteaching ourselves and our children these things because we are screwing it all up. 
What you're saying is as long as we are uh, looking for perfection or are in this state of, of judgment, it won't work. Yeah. Not perfection. Like that's the thing. Like I felt like in my own self, I was looking to like save my husband. I was looking to save every relationship I was ever in that I was giving, 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 giving beyond myself for these people that dealt with addictions because I was less than them but because of myself. It's basically taking the accountability of yourself and your own issues and what they're causing you to do in your relationship. It's just about accountability and compassion. It's about saying, this is what I'm doing that's wrong. This is what I'm doing that's right. And to learn from it and grow from it and take that next relationship from it. But like, I feel like so many people are like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And if anyone has ever said to you in your entire life, I'm the only one doing it right. Everyone's doing it wrong. Don't listen to anything they have to say from that point on. Because everyone has something to offer you, something to teach you. I wanted to say something about um, compassion being a weakness, like uh -huh. the way you mentioned. I don't think compassion can ever be a weakness. Right. No, well, I mean, I can't. I think it can only because of how you perceive it and like how you use it in your own life. Like, I feel like compassion can be used against you, but that's your own self. That's your own perception of it and how... Right. But I, I feel like people can use almost anything against you, but it's you going, okay, well, these people are making me feel this way and I'm reacting this way, but your reaction to them is your own decision. I mean, I've had so many people that use my compassion to get something they want out of it. And almost all of it, I've always known beforehand that's what they're doing. It's you recognizing that, that, that this is... This is the feeling inside of you that's saying, okay, it's so hard to explain and to recognize and to deal with, but, and, and for you to tell yourself, it's okay to understand that, recognize it. Because I've had people that like, I know that are using me and my compassion and, and I know, and I'll think, oh, I feel like a terrible person for thinking this about them, but it's almost always right. So you have to respect it and you, it's not, everybody's not, everybody's not good, but everybody's not bad either. It's just respecting your feelings and your intuition and who you are and the people around you and learning from it. That's all. My understanding of, um, like compassion and empathy, they, they, a lot of people think, Can I say one thing really fast? Oh yes. Yes, Absolutely. The majority of the people I've met my entire life are good. I hate to say it where it like sounds like that my compassion is a weakness to the point where like it's done negative. And it has done some negative in my life, but the majority is good. When great things have happened, things have gone like viral, whatever, and hundreds of thousands of people have been introduced into my life, the majority is good. And that is what awakens me to it every time is that there are some horrible people. There are some, and if I focused on them, that would be my focus, but the majority by a landslide are really good people and they want to help other people and they want to, they want to do good. The majority that are awful, nasty, Those people are small and we need to make them smaller because the only reason that they even show their face is because we give them an audience. And I feel like if we gave them even less, they would show even less. But I just feel like it seems bigger because of social media and whatever. But I can promise the world that the majority of who I see is amazing and they want to help other people. And that's the reality. That's what I've seen. And that's what propels me to keep going. I absolutely agree with you, too. Like most people have met. They're good people. Yeah. There's such a small area. And I, you know what I say? Like, like the loudest people are the ones we hear. And they're the most ignorant. 
And unfortunately, that's true still to this day. But it's a small group. Like, it's such a small group. They're just loud. But it's loud. It's loud. And people respond to it because, I don't know how much people, I wish they responded more to the good and that would change it all. But the loud is what they, they share, I guess. But it's not the most, it's not the most by any means. I just posted something yesterday that said, if we all just walked outside and talked to our neighbor and post a picture of that, we'd all realize that the world is not as negative as, as that we see. And that's true. Like, I don't feel every day that I walk out and there's this hatred that's walking around, but on social media, there definitely is. And I don't know how we get back to it. Like, how do you get back to it? And we think that we were trying to get, it's just like growing up. Like I was like, oh, I hate a gray up here where there was like, where we had a farm and we had chickens and we had, and I wanted to get out and I moved to California and I moved everywhere. But now I just wish I had some goats and chickens. Like you want to get back to the basics. <laughs> go back. Where you want yeah. to go back to the basics. And uh-huh. how do we get back to the basics of human feelings? Because I feel like we want to something interesting somebody said to me the other day once you see you can't unsee it's difficult it's uncomfortable and that's a whole lot of things about when i was a kid you just didn't talk about things that were uncomfortable never a good way to deal with how you're feeling knowledge is power i tell my girls every day i'm like you know what school sucks it's not fun but knowledge is power Knowledge is what motivates you to move forward. Like, I can't tell you that enough. Like, I did, I, that's it. Like, being able to understand things is how you move forward. It is a powerful tool, though. Ignorance is what has kept us where we are for too long. Because a lot of it is going, you know, I understand the knowledge, but this is what I'm doing wrong. Accountability is so... Oh my God, it's so powerful. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the thing to make people realize like accountability of what you're doing wrong is not a terrible thing. But like, I feel like we're taught that it is and it's not, it's not a terrible thing. Feelings in general are not a terrible thing, but we are definitely taught that they are. And that's ridiculous. I mean, I feel like, you know, like there's so many females in my age group, in my situation, that feel like the same way I feel in how we're propelling our lives and how we're motivating our lives to happen because our fathers were taught that it was wrong. It was not wrong, but it wasn't. I mean, I guess they essentially were taught it was not right to talk about your feelings, to acknowledge your feelings, to like, it was a weakness. Like I say, compassion's a, a weakness and a strength. And they were always taught it was a weakness. And it's just not a weakness. It is a weakness and a strength. It can make you make terrible decisions. And it can make you make amazing strength. Like, m- amazing decisions. And we have to educate ourselves to give it the best power we can. I think the issue... Uh, or the blockage or obstacle and acknowledge our, our feelings and being authentic and true. It's just fear. And I'm, we're just afraid of being, yes, that will um, stop us, right, from being our true selves. Fear is a terrible thing. I tell my daughter all the time, she's, and I mean, I, I grew up the same way. I was, I was very fearful of things which is kind of ironic, but I was, and she is. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, all I can beg you to do, I, I try to rename it. I call it fear sighted, which is fear excited, because it's the same feeling. I go, there's this feeling called fear sighted that will kind of make you stop and not do the things that you want to do because you're, you're scared, but actually you're just excited because that feeling of excitement is that something is about to happen that's 
more amazing than anything you've ex- you've experienced before, but you don't know that yet. You're too young to know that yet. And so I'll go, are you scared or are you fear-sighted? And she'll tell me fear-sighted. But you just came up with that word. I didn't know it. Well, I just tried to put them together. <laughs> yeah, I called it fear-sighted. And I go, are you fear-sighted or are you just scared? And she'll go, I'm fear-sighted. And it's because it, it's really confusing to go, I'm scared or I'm excited. And those are two feelings that are very similar. And they really mean something like the same thing is happening, like something exciting is happening, but we don't, we don't know what fear sighted is way better than fear scared. Let me tell you, like, like, yeah, it sounds much better to me too. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, so you're scared. So is that fear sighted? Are you fear scared? And she'll go, I'm fear sighted. Like, cause I'm just trying to make it something that she understands is because I'm like, when something is scary, but it's scary in a good way. It means something amazing is about to happen. And that's true. There's so and don't let it stop you. Don't let fear sighted stop you from being amazing. Cause I did so many times. And it's just the it's just knowing the difference of fear sighted and fear scared, I guess. Letting the the energy of fear just go through you. Because fear is something that defines what is happening in front of you. I get that. But fear sighted and fear scared, I'm telling you. <laughs> I never even thought of fear scared till just now when I'm like fear guided. <laughs> but it's so true. I'm like, there's like this feeling of like excitement and fear, but that that means something awesome is about to happen. Something something that you will never feel again to this moment right here. And like, and there were so many things that myself as a kid that I would stop myself because I was scared that I didn't, I didn't experience. And that's my fear for them is that they won't experience it because they're scared and don't let fear dictate your life because guess what? You could end up married to it for 11 years or 12 years. (laughs) It's the truth. It's the truth. It's just that you can't teach them how to walk that path, right? I mean, you can walk for them. I know. Um, like, often I have to tell myself that this is their story and they have to tell their own story and I have to be their mother and love them no matter what. But we have to find a way to be able to teach them around it, too. I think love would do. Um, so the support, the love. Unconditional the love, I think, could change teachers. the whole wide world. Oh, yes. Right. If you're able to. To say, I love you no matter what you do. And that's what I've been trying to teach them since they were little. I'll go, you know what? I get mad. I get upset. I might yell at you. You don't listen to me. And when I'm trying to tell you what to say and you don't listen until I yell, all those things happen. But guess what? I love you no matter what. I never felt that until recently. I never, as an adult woman, I never had the feeling of no matter what I do, this person loves me. And I don't think that that happens often. I think that is the rarity. Yeah. Huh. That, that would be the antidote. Because we don't love each other like ourselves, no matter what. And we have to love ourselves no matter what, because that's the energy we put in the world. I love me no matter what. And we, we say it, we say it real loud, but that doesn't mean we feel it. There's a lot of things I said out loud, but that didn't mean that I felt that. Sometimes the loudest things we say is the least things we believe, but we have to feel them. As of today, what are three things about life you know for sure? I believe that accountability, acceptance, And lack of fear into what we decide can change our entire world. Like, I just truly believe that if we realize that we hold the power of existence, that we are, like, more powerful than, it's so hard to explain. Like, I feel like now that I've understood it, that, that like, we feel like all the time that we're nothing, that actually we're everything. Like, we're more powerful than perfection. And it's just literally a decision that we make within ourselves to say, this is 
what I want out of my life. This is who I am. And this is what I'm going to give to the world. So I'm going to give to existence. And it's just something we have to understand. But we have to be accountable for the decisions we make and for the choices we make. And we have to like learn from it. Um, I like that. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, your future projects? Um, you can find more about my nonprofit foundation where we help people with cancer and lots of other different disabilities and illnesses um, from www.bethechangebaf.com. Um, and also my photography is just Brandy Angel photography.com and there's just so many things that people I think could look into themselves and like codependency no more I feel like there's a whole list of people like things that you could put down there for people to read to help them out but yes thank you so much Brandy for the conversation today you're welcome Thank you for listening. To learn more about Brandy Angel, please visit her website, bethechangebaf.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath and Mark Basden. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now.